0: Anywhere, sung by my favorite praise team all time, Anywhere, we're glad to be back. Where have you been? I haven't seen y'all. Man, alive for three weeks, three Sundays. I heard you got some good preaching, though. So that's good. I'm glad to hear that, and good to, good to be back. Thank you so much for praying for us. Uh, we have a great trip. We had a safe trip, and no close calls on the, on, the, on the highways. They don't have interstates. They have toll roads. Uh, Turn it down just a little bit, Noel, it was good where it was just a minute ago. All right, so let's go ahead and and, uh, be seated, and I want to welcome you to First Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. If you're watching by way of live stream on Facebook or YouTube, thank you so much for tuning in. We're glad for that. If you are a first-time guest, and I know some people here, I noticed some people that I don't know and haven't met before, they're kind of like, welcome to First Baptist Church. They didn't know who I was, so, you know, works both ways. But if you're a first-time guest, if you would pick up one of these in the seat back in front of you, if you'd fill that out, if you have any questions, there's a place for that. If you have prayer requests, there's a place for that. Put them in the box to the left of the double doors when you get through, when we leave today, and then we'll get those and we'll pray for you and we'll try to answer any questions you might have. We'll have a record of your visit here at First Baptist Church. Uh, We are going to be preaching on Father God today. We're going to have a military meal for all active military families out on the patio right after church today, check the bulletin for bio, other Bible studies. We have several going on through the week, and I'm so excited. I don't know if I told you this, but on Monday nights now, we have Young Life meeting here every single, mon- every single Monday night. So we've got something just about all week long going on in the house of God. There's no point in it being empty here, right? And uh, so it's filled, filled up several times a week. Next Sunday, be preaching on eight different fathers. Eight different fathers. Not what you think. It's, it's a little tricky on the title there, so it's kind of manipulating a little bit. There's only one Heavenly Father, but uh, eight different ways he's referred to. And then a new member class on October the 23rd, right after the service, uh, we'll have a free lunch. Yes, there is such a thing as a free lunch. It's at First Baptist Church when you come to the membership class. And if you're going to come, we would appreciate, again, you filling out this and put on here uh, new members class, October 23rd, and uh, we'll order, we'll have lunch brought in, probably Subway. So, you know, if you want veggie, if you want, uh, what I don't know what all, we get turkey and something else. Uh, but uh, feel free to sign up for that. We'd love to have you there. We're getting ready. Live Love is gonna be doing our Halloween outreach. So we're getting Bibles together. We're getting... Um, candy together. So over the next few weeks, bring lots and lots and lots of candy. Uh, so we're going to give it out individually wrapped, please. And we will give it out. We'll give out waters like we did before, Bibles, candy. And it's a big event. I think hot dogs, maybe we did that before. Are we still going to do that? Does anybody know? Yes. All right. I think that's a thumb in the air. Yes. Okay. All right. So lots of candy. And then uh, I want to say this, and it's, uh, please don't misunderstand. Well, uh, if you misunderstand, I can't help it. Um, (laughs) There's only so much I can do. You know what I mean? John MacArthur, Pastor John MacArthur, sent an amazing letter to Gavin Newsom um, this last week that's uh, amazing, absolutely amazing. I appreciate so much his boldness. I appreciate uh, his love uh, that was demonstrated in that, even though he was calling out, Our governor for some egregious uh, scriptural and and, and spiritual problems. Uh, It caused, he asked for prayer for our governor. So I want us to pray for our governor today that God would give him light, would give him insight, would help him to understand that he will stand before Holy God one day, as we all will, and give account for his actions and his decisions, specifically so as a leader. In our state, so let's bow our heads and pray for our governor right now. Father, you've told us in your word to pray for kings and those who rule over us and those who have authority. That would include so many people. It would include our president and our vice president, our members of the Senate, members of the House of Representatives. It would include, on a local level, our governor and lieutenant governor, assembly people and senate people and mayors and and business managers and police chiefs and fire captains and a host of people who are here to serve the people. Lord, we, we focus right now on Gavin Newsom. Lord, we, we believe that he is blinded to certain truths, and we believe that he needs to understand that life is absolutely precious in your sight. He needs to know, uh, Father, that a marriage is that which is between a man and a woman and needs to be sanctified. Father, we pray that you would give someone the ability to be able to witness into his life, to shine the light of Jesus Christ into his life, someone he respects, someone who he will heed, and that, Father, as that person is witnessing to him or those people are witnessing to him, that your Holy Spirit would do a work in his life that no one else can do. Father, we pray for his salvation. We pray for his eternal salvation. We pray that you would... Watch over him and provide us every need. And, Lord, we'll thank you for what you're going to do. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I've told a few people about it. Everybody said, how was the trip? How was the trip? Here's what it is. It's the bulletin article now. Times of refreshing. We had a blast. Pat and I flew into DFW on September 13th. That same afternoon, we drove to Texarkana, Arkansas to take care of some business, business and to see one of Pat's cousins. We also took a drive to the former homes of both of her grandparents on Orleans Street. Pat was able to reminisce about days gone by, and, uh, and then, uh, in fact, she met a new friend uh, who lived in next door to one of the houses where a grand, one of her grandparents lived. And I, I mean, he stopped everything, asked if we wanted iced tea, sat there, he quit mowing his yard. I think he was glad for the break, is what it was. <coughs> so we made a whole new friend there. It's, And then we visited another one of her cousins in Little Rock, Arkansas. And the next stop was in Springfield, Missouri for a national preachers meeting where I had the privilege to preach on Monday night. We were able to see old staff members from my other church while there. And we attended the church where I preached. Next, we visited her younger brother in Kansas City. Pat enjoyed her class of blank, blank reunion. (laughs) Um, I'm not allowed to say the year because people do the math. So uh, that was in Junction City, Kansas next to Fort Riley. And we attended uh, our second away from home church with one of our classmates that Sunday. The last leg of the trip was through Oklahoma, winding up in Fort Worth. They were able to visit several other former staff members as well as attend church at Hallmark Baptist Church, pastored by John Haley, the newly elected president of the Baptist Bible Fellowship International. I taught an adult class while there. After three years of not going anywhere for vacation, it was very refreshing. We had a great time, and the scriptures talk about another time that is refreshing in Acts three nineteen. Repent you, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Repentance brings a special time of refreshing. So it's not just vacations that can leave you refreshed. It's repenting of sins. Get that heavy burden lifted off your shoulders. And just trust the Lord and and accept the peace that God wants to replace uh, instead of those anxieties and those failures and those problems. So we've come back refreshed. We thank you again for your prayers. I'm going to do it a little bit different today. This is just a trial run, so don't everybody get too excited. But I want to bring all the young boys and girls up at this point right now. would you? Before you go to classes, come on up right now. And uh, today I'm preaching on one of the titles, not one of the names, but one of the titles of God, and that title is Father. So uh, that title is something that we're all familiar with, and there are all kinds of fathers. So boys and girls, how many of you have heard of Father Time? Anybody heard of Father Time? You have? Anybody else heard of Father Time? Does anybody know what that means, Father Time? I don't either, Um, but... (laughs) Something about some, you know, father time. I don't know. I'm not sure. Then there's the priest of a Catholic church. One time I was in my old office at my old church a long time ago, about 100 years ago. And I was in there and some little boys came by on their bicycle and they were out in front of my office and I could hear them and they were talking. And the one little boy said to the other one, this is where I go to church and this is where the father lives. And I thought, well, I am a father, but not that kind. A priest of a Catholic church is called a father. The Bible talks about Father Abraham. Do you know that song, Father Abraham? Father Abraham had many sons, many sons had Father Abraham. I am one of them, and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord. Right arm, left arm, whatever it is. (laughs) I would continue, but we have some people rolling their eyes out in the congregation. The dictionary, I looked up father in the dictionary, and it says a male parent, not very woke. <clears throat> a father has to go through childbirth without any anesthesia. He's supposed to have all the answers to all the questions that his children have, and yet he has a whole bunch of questions himself that he would like someone to answer. A father is someone who gives away his little girl one day to some other guy who's not nearly worthy of her. <coughs> And, and then he has grandkids who are smarter and cuter than anybody else's through that union. Fathers are special. Fathers are God given who watch after you and your family. And you know what? It may not be a, a father, maybe a grandfather, and maybe an uncle who's, who's there for you. It may be uh, someone else, a cousin, I don't know. But they're special. And then the Bible talks about our heavenly father, and there's a song about that. He's a good, good father, and God is good. All the time, that's our heavenly father. He's the only perfect father in the whole wide world and he loves every single one of you right here and all of us. Now, is the heavenly father your father? I hope he is. I hope he is. He can be if you put your faith in Jesus Christ, his son, as your savior. And when you get old enough to do that, if we can help you do it, let us know. Let's pray to our Heavenly Father. Should we bow our heads? Our Heavenly Father, we bow before you right now so grateful and thankful for the blessings that you give us. We thank you for our families, and we thank you for that relationship that we can have with you as being our Heavenly Father. Be with these young men and young ladies. God, teach them your word through the teachers. Thank you so much for their dedication, their selfless dedication. And pray that, Lord, you would raise up mighty, Warriors of God from these kids, and we'll thank you in Jesus' name. And all the kids said, amen. amen. You can be, go ahead to your class. Thank you so much. Let's stand together as we continue to worship our Lord.
1: Just
2: Praise the Lord.
0: You may be seated, and I invite your attention, if you have your Bible, I hope you do, to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6. Matthew, chapter 6. Yes. Oh, we have one more song. We do. We have one more song.
3: Surrounded by your glory, what will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus, or in awe of you be still? Will I stand in your presence, or to my knees will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak at all I can only imagine? I can only imagine, yeah I can only imagine Surrounded by your glory what will able to speak at all. I
1: can
4: only imagine.
0: Man. Sure, I can't believe you almost forgot about him singing today. That's incredible. Thank you, Bobby. Hey, do you know the backstory on that song? It's an incredible backstory. If you don't know it, Be sure to check it out. It's unbelievable. Philemon, where are you? Come here, buddy. You're in trouble. This guy, I love him, man. This guy came, showed up several months back and has been plugged in. He's our bass player. He's our drummer. He's our keyboard player. (laughs) Uh, And he's... Getting ready to go on deployment, but he may be back the twenty eighth for one Sunday, maybe huh, but he's going to go back home and visit or not back home, but on the east coast, east coast. is that yeah, and he's going to visit family and people there, so uh I want us to do some i I thank God for him hes he's a he's a light in his occupation as uh, in, in the U.S. Navy, and I want him to stand right down here, and I want some people to come gather around, and we're going to pray for him right now. And I'm going to ask Ryan, if you'd grab this red microphone, Ryan, and you're going to go ahead and lead us in prayer. We're going to pray for safety for this young man. We're going to pray for his spiritual witness. We're going to pray for uh, his deployment, that he would serve God faithfully during that time. So, uh, Noel, we got the red mic keyed up.
4: Heavenly Father, thank you so much for uh, Philemon, and uh, I just thank you that he was faithful in seeking you, Lord, when he was in Jacksonville, sitting on base at a table reading his Bible, and uh, that you faithfully brought um, another navigator across his path and invited him to, to come and hang out and study the word together, and then connecting him with us and this church and our military ministry out here and everything and all these people surrounding him now. So what an impressive um man of God, Philemon is, that you are building him up, Lord, and forging his, his character and helping him to reach people around him on his ship, and just pray for his deployment, God, that you would bless him and lift his spirits um, throughout the entire deployment, that he would be um, an incredible, um, powerful witness for you, Lord, and a positive light on the ship, and, and uh, amidst the, the fluctuating circumstances, and uh, people Having good days and bad days. I pray that he would just be able to speak truth and love into everyone's situation and that you would fill him up. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, God, just thank you for, uh, him being so faithful to seek you and follow you and represent you on the Macon Island thus far when they've just been here in port, Lord, and, um, helping others come to Christ on his ship and discipling, um, others there and connecting them with this church and with, uh, the Navigators Ministry and, um, baptism coming up today, Lord, that uh, you blessed him to be a part of, and this God, you are just moving in this um, city, you're moving in this town, you're moving in San Diego, and you're building your kingdom here on earth, and we just thank you that we can be a part of it, so pray for Philemon, Lord, that you would uh, grow him and stretch him and challenge him in his faith and his walk with you more than he ever has been before on his deployment, that he comes back more on fire, more in love with you, and with more people knowing you on that ship than when he left. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you, my friend. God bless you. All right.
0: Philemon, I'm very thankful your mom didn't name you First Thessalonian. Oh, man, we'll miss you. Without recapping or reviewing, we've been studying several of the Old Testament names of the true and the living God, and I hope it's been a rich study for you. It has been a rich study for me. I've thoroughly enjoyed uh, learning things that I never knew. Went all the way through Bible college, pastored for 40-some years, and I've learned bunches of new things. By the way, the Bible is like that. Have you ever noticed that? If you read through the entire Bible, you can read through it again, see things you didn't see the first time. If you read through it 10 times, and the 11th time, you'll see things you didn't know and you didn't see the first 10 times and so on it goes. And so uh, I appreciate the study that we've had. Today, I want to explore a title instead of a name, and the title is one that we shared with the kids, and that is Father. Father is the distinguishing name of the first person of the Godhead. Father, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, all three, uh, triune God, one God, one God, Three manifestations, three personalities, three uh, parts, one essence. It's impossible to totally understand the Trinity. We have finite minds, and God is an infinite God. But Father's the distinguishing name of the first person of the Godhead in much of the New Testament, Matthew all the way through Revelation. Now, it was a concept not covered in detail in the Old Testament. It's referenced in some verses, for example. And I know you're in Matthew six. I will get there in just a moment. But Isaiah 63:16 says, "Surely you are still our Father, even if Abraham and Jacob would disown us, Lord. You would still be our Father. You are our Redeemer from ages past." You remember Jesus uh, on two different occasions, and, um, and 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 some theologians, some commentators believe that the Lord's Prayer is found in Matthew chapter six and the. Lord's Prayer, as found in Luke chapter eleven, were actually on two different occasions. Uh, one of them was uh, uh, when his disciples specifically asked him how to pray. The other, okay, so the wording is a little bit uh, different in the two. But Jesus himself, as the Son of God, taught us to pray, "Our Father," which means which was "Pater" in Greek, which means progenitor or ancestor, or mentor, or model. It can mean any of those things. Our Father who art in heaven hallowed metaphorically to make pure and render clean in a moral sense, to purify, in other words, to sanctify, be thy name. Sanctify, be holy, your name, and your title, your character, your reputation, your purpose. So Matthew chapter six, Jesus affirms the idea of uh, of the title of Father. Let's pray that together, shall we? Now, you may have memorized Luke chapter 11, so it's a little bit different, isn't it? Uh, I kind of like this, forgive us our debts. I kind of like that. Uh, so, uh, but uh, we're supposed to forgive our debtors, too. So, but it has the idea of a sin debt, not not monetary debt, obviously. So to, to Israel, primarily, God was revealed as Jehovah God. That was the covenant name uh, that bound him to the nation of Israel for all time, uh, Israel will always be his people, though they have gone astray right now, though they are not in right relationship with him right now. Uh, the, the Jewish people are still special in god 's sight, and the Jewish covenant remains the Abrahamic covenant remains, and one day uh, the people of Israel will be gathered together in their homeland uh, and the uh, He will be their Messiah. He will be their king and their God. To Israel, uh, so he is the the Jehovah. Further revelation includes names like God Almighty. We went over all this, Lord of heaven, Lord of heaven and earth, but never primarily as father in the Old Testament. With the father's heart, he loved his only begotten son. This is my beloved son, he said, uh, and, and hear ye him, and so on. He was a father, in fact, of the first father. He was the father of Abraham in a sense, but only in a metaphoric sense. The psalmist said, like a father pities his children, so the Lord pities them that fear him. So he makes a, a comparison between fathers who are sensitive to and loving of their children uh, to a God who is sensitive to and loving to his children, and, and no matter what, his love is unconditional. If we could just understand that. When we mess up, you you may have been told at some point by someone, if you you mess up, God's not going to like you anymore. That's not true. That's not true at all. If we mess up, God still loves us. God may have to correct us. God may have to discipline us. But he still loves us. We are beloved by God because he is our heavenly father. In the same manner as a father pities his children, so he uses this analogy. He compares himself to a, uh, a mom as one whom his mother comforts, so will I comfort you. So God the father uh, is one who, who in some ways is like a father to his people. In other ways, he's like a mother to his people. Job asked this question, does the rain have a father? Now we know that's, again, an analogy. Uh, the rain is condensation, it's water vapor. It doesn't have a father in the sense of, uh, of a progenitor, someone who produced it uh, through some act, uh, uh, an intimate relationship. Rather, it's something that he created. So let's explore some meanings of the term father. When you're reading in the Word of God, uh, you might come across a father that refers to an immediate male parent. Uh, or another relative, like a grandfather. There's, no, there's not necessarily a distinguishing between fathers and grandfathers and great-grandfathers. They're all the fathers, in a sense. So in Genesis chapter 17, verse 4, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. He's talking to Abraham in Genesis 28. And again, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac. So he affirms this relationship of father with the son, uh, Isaac. And then in Genesis forty two thirteen, they said, your servants are 12 brothers. These were the brothers of, uh, of Joseph who was sold as a slave, uh, betrayed by his own brothers. And they said, your servants are 12 brothers, the son of one man living in the land of Canaan. And behold, the youngest is this day with our father and one is not, one is not. in other words, one is dead. They assumed Joseph was dead. So the father in the sense that we all identify with, the father who has children, and, and so they have that specific relationship. A father also might be the pioneer of some craft or occupation. In Genesis chapter four, verse 21, uh, the, the book of firsts, everything in Genesis, so many things were the first this, the first that, the first man, the first woman, the first child, the first sin, the first redemption, the first and so on. Uh, but in Genesis four twenty one, his brother's name was Jubal, and he was the father of all such as handled the harp and the organ. So he was a father of musicians in a sense. Uh, then there's the mayor of a town, 1 Chronicles 2, 51. Salma, the father of Bethlehem, and Heroth, the father of Gator. These were towns uh, in the area, and these were mayors, so they were addressed as father. It also is used as a courtesy title, to a benevolent person, someone who, who has helped other people. In Genesis 45, 8, so now it was not you that sent me, but God. And he has made me a father to Pharaoh, Joseph speaking, and the Lord of all his house and a ruler throughout the land of Egypt. He made me like a father to Pharaoh. He wasn't Pharaoh's father. He made me like that uh, because it's a, it was a title of someone who was benevolent and, and courtesy to, courtesy, courtesy? Huh? Courteous to another. Thank you. And uh, it's also used of an aged and revered teacher in First Samuel ten, twelve. And one of the same place answered and said, "But who is their father?" Therefore, it became a proverb, a prophet, a proverb. Is Saul also among the prophets? Uh, uh, it was also a prophetic tible, title of Jesus Christ, our Savior, in Isaiah nine six, the everlasting Father. He's called. Now, that might be confusing again with the Trinity. The idea: How can the Son be called the Father? Because the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit are one God. So the Trinitarian God, three people, uh, but one person. Uh, God's relationship to his, co- his creation and to his redeemed, but there's a big difference between the two. God is the father of all creation, but he's not the father of all men. Not the father of all human beings. Now, let me read up from a theology book, okay? And so uh, they have big words because theologians like to use big words, evidently. Uh, so I had to look up a couple of them, but here's, here's what it says. The hypostatic or Trinitarian paternity of God it means the fatherhood of God. Could have said it that way save you some time. The Father, as related to the Son, must not be confounded with the providential paternity of God the Trinity as related to creation. What I said a minute ago without those big words, only one of the divine persons is the Trinitarian Father. So there's only one real Father in the Trinity, but the three persons in one essence constitute the provisional and universal Father. The triune God is generally the father of men and angels by creation and especially of the elect by redemption. When men say our father who is who is in heaven, they do not address the first person of the Godhead to the exclusion of the second third. Did you know that when we say our father who art in heaven, we're talking about father, God, son, Holy Spirit, father, God, son, Holy Spirit. It's not like you're singling out. Uh, one of the Trinity shouldn't be. It's the Godhead we're praying to. They address not the untriune God of deism and natural religion, but the God of revelation who is triune and as such the providential father of all men and the redemptive father of believers. So there's a big difference. He's the, he is the creator of everyone. So in that sense, he's the father of all that is, but he is the special father of his redeemed. He's father to the ones who have been begotten, who his only begotten son, but then those of us who've been born a second time spiritually. He becomes our father in a unique way. So 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 there's several metaphors with the term father in the song of Moses, Deuteronomy 32, 6, is not his he your father that bought thee. And and God speaks of himself as a father to Israel in Jeremiah 31. He speaks of Israel as his son in Exodus 4. You shall say to Pharaoh, thus says the Lord, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. And again, has the reign of father. And we know that's a metaphor. So several mentions of the term father are found in the Bible. The term uh, or title God is mentioned in connection with other titles in the New Testament about 300 times. And it's the distinguishing title in the New Testament. And it's based on relationship, which is attainable Only one way, through redemption. It's the only way. It can't be attainable by purchase. Salvation's not for sale. It can't be attainable by being good enough because you can't be good enough. And if you ever get perfect, please don't come in here. You'll mess up the rest of us because... Nobody else is perfect here, uh, including right and most of all right here. So, so it's a distinguishing title of the Testament based on relationship attainable only through redemption. The fatherhood of God, therefore, is not an accurate designation of all mankind in the sense of him being their heavenly father. He's the heavenly father only of those who trusted Jesus Christ as the mediator between God and man, as the Savior, the Son of Almighty God, the Messiah, the promised one. Now, how do we know this? Well, because Jesus called some of the Israelites who were professors of believing in God, the God of the Old Testament, they, they professed that. He said, you are of your, your children of the devil. You're of your father, the devil. That's pretty strong language but they were not redeemed. They, were not, they, they, they had a knowledge, perhaps, in their head of who the Savior and the Messiah is supposed to be, but they didn't have the reality living in and through them that repentance has not come, that transformed them into a new creature, a new creation where all old things are passed away and all things become new. So there's no universal spiritual brotherhood either apart from redemption. If you're saved, And I'm saved, we're brothers. If you're a lady, you're a sister, I'm your brother if we are both in Christ. But just through the virtue of creation doesn't make everyone God's uh, children or everyone brothers and sisters in that, that respect. Only through the saviorhood of Christ can we lay claim to the fatherhood of God and the brotherhood of fellow believers because fatherhood is based on blood relation. I am a father to three children. I have two girls and a boy. They are my children. I have grandchildren, but I only have three children. And that's because we're related by blood. There's no denying it. Our kids look a lot like us. So there's no getting away from it, even if we (laughs) try. Even if they try, there's no getting away from it. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Father, then, is the cry of the believer and only the cry of the believer. We can go to God and we can say, Heavenly Father, hear my prayers. Heavenly Father, forgive my sin. Heavenly Father, may you work your will in my life. And in Romans chapter 8, verse 15, you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father, Abba, Father. That's interesting because it's the Aramaic word for father, followed by the Greek word for father, in in, in in the originals, not in the English, but in the originals. It's Aramaic father followed by Greek father, which means father, my father, father, my father. But literally, Abba, Abba. And it's found here in three other places in the New Testament. And it was a common appellation in Jesus' day as well as today. And some commentators express an implied intimacy here. Thus, it's like saying, Daddy. 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 It's an intimate term. It's not not one. Our relationship is not just formal. It's not some he is my. It's it's like, uh, I can't remember now the illustration in detail, but it it was like uh, uh, some president, I think it was Abraham Lincoln was in his office and several cabinet members were there and they were having a high level discussion. I don't know if it was, well, it was probably, it was during the days of the civil war for sure, because that's when uh, that's when his he was term of presidency was and and so uh, they were discussing all this and all of a sudden a little boy walked in opened the door walked in walked over to Abraham Lincoln and jumped up on his lap. You want to know why he had that kind of privilege and opportunity? He was his son. Daddy. It's not irreverent to refer to God as our daddy. He is our father. He is our heavenly father. He is our daddy. He is our Abba, Abba. He is our father, father. Do you have that kind of an intimate relationship with him? And I know that word intimate is kind of a weird one because when a lot of times we think of intimacy, we think of other things, but but a, a, a knowledge of who he is and what he's all about and a love for him. That is an abiding love, unconditional love, like he has for us. John wrote, after being banished to the Isle of Patmos, John wrote, Fathers, I write unto you, fathers, because you've known him, that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because you've overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because you have known the Father. Do you know our Father? Do you really know him? Do you know him up here like the Jews did of Jesus' day? Do you know him up here and, and yet Jesus said to some of them, you're of your father, the devil? You don't really, you don't really know God? If you, if, you, if you knew me, you would know God. They didn't understand that. God's child is Christ adopted, Christ my all. What the earth boasts were not lost cheaply, rather than forfeit thy blessed name by which I call the Holy One the almighty God, my Father. Father, in Christ we live and Christ in thee, eternal thou and everlasting we, the heir of heaven. Henceforth, I fear not death. In Christ I live. In Christ I draw the breath of the true life. Christianity is not just some philosophy. Christianity is not just another way to live. It is another way to live, but Christianity's relationship by the blood. The blood that Jesus Christ shed on that old rugged cross so that you and I could be redeemed, so we could call him Daddy, so we can go to his presence one day, be with him forevermore. So many of us have loved ones there already, moms, dads. that assurance? Do you have that hope? And if you don't, today could be the day. It's interesting to see all the ways the title "Father" is used in Scripture. Of all the titles of God, perhaps there's nothing more comforting or touching than that of our Father. But i got to mention one thing in closing about the title Father because all too many times in churches I've run into cases where the title Father may not generate warm fuzzy feelings for you. Because your dad may have abused you. Your dad may have been an alcoholic. Your dad may have been on drugs. Your dad may have been in prison. Your dad may have abandoned you. Perhaps he was difficult and overbearing. So many of us have problems because we can never please our dad without realizing probably that the reason we couldn't do that is because he could never please his dad. And those things become cyclical unless we allow the Holy Spirit to transform us from the inside out. All of that and more could taint your your idea and your understanding of a heavenly father. I don't know how to say it any clearer than this. The heavenly father is everything a good, good father should be. He is perfect in his fatherness. Is that a word? He is perfect in his fatherness. So if your dad was any of the above, forgive him. Determine with the grace of God, you'll never be that kind of person. And let God be your daddy today. Would you bow your heads, please? Do you know God in this sense of being your daddy? Yes, he's still holy. Yes, he's still high and lifted up. But sort of like this little boy wandering into the office of the president of the United States with cabinet members everywhere, perhaps generals and other officials in the midst of a civil war, He opened the door. He walked in. He sat on his father's lap and said, Daddy, do you know him that way? Would you like to? If you'd like to know him that way, pray this prayer and mean it. it. Let the Holy Spirit change your life. Pray something like this. Dear God, I know that I'm a sinner. I know I don't deserve heaven. I know that but I believe that Jesus was your only begotten son. I believe he came to this earth to die for me, to die for 8 billion people that are alive on this earth now and all those who lived before. I believe he came to this earth to die for us, to pay the price for our sin. And I believe right now with all my heart and I want the Heavenly Father, to be my Heavenly Father, to be my God, to be my Daddy. And I put my faith in Him right now as best I know how. Dear Father, I trust you. I receive Jesus Christ with every head still bowed. If you just now, for the first time, prayed that prayer, Would you raise your hand up and hold it up for just a moment? Hold it up real high. I'll pray for you. I won't embarrass you. I promise. Just hold it up. Trust me. God bless you. God loves you. Thank you. God bless you. Yes, thank you. You Put your hands down. Anyone else? Anyone else? Our Father, I'm so grateful. So thankful. For the time when I was A little boy, eight years old. And a preacher told me how to make God my daddy. I didn't understand it all then, but I understood enough to know I was a sinner and that Jesus loved me and died for me. And I put my faith and trust in him. I'm thankful for for those here who have done that, even this morning. So Lord, I pray you would bless them and bless us. We ask in Jesus' name. I'm gonna, we're going to do things a little bit differently right now. So y'all up here, that's nice. Uh, we're going to vote on something here in a minute on some bylaws. And so anyone who's not a member who would like to be dismissed, you don't have to be, you can feel free to go ahead and be dismissed right now. Pick up your kids. Do not leave the kids here. Take them home with you. Someone else will have to feed them. Announcement. Okay. Yeah, there's red mic.
1: <laughs> um, if Pat could come up, please. Uh oh. Yeah. I know this is not my favorite thing either, guys. <laughs> Interrupting your your message and service. And um today is Pastor Appreciation Day. And so um I just wanted to say thank you guys so much she's for answering. Pastor. Pastors White, oh, she's, ba- she's better <laughs> she got, she's better. <laughs> she's got my <laughs> back. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, I just appreciate. We all appreciate you answering God's call on your bo- on both of your lives, so that we can all walk in thankfulness to the Thank Lord. You so Thank you so much, Thank guys. You Rachel.
0: God bless you. Guys. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. It is our privilege to be here. I will tell you what we we missed we missed being here. We had fun uh, on vacation, but we missed being here. We really did. So. Thank you so much for that. And just seeing your faces is worth everything. So we, we appreciate Well, most of your faces. <laughs> a couple of them, you know, I'm not sure. But, all right, well, you can go ahead and be seated. If you, oh, no, we're going to do a last song in a minute. But first of all, okay, we've had the bylaws, and we've uh, announced it the last, I think, three or four weeks, maybe four weeks now. Uh, and we've given everyone an opportunity to go over them. Now, let me just say this before we take a vote. Um, this is something that, first of all, Christian Law Association worked on for us, many years ago at the other church, at the other church, then uh, the trustees poured over every word for uh, months and months and months and months. When I came here and as as a um, interim pastor, um, we decided to go through those bylaws and kind of update them a little bit because there's a couple of things that are very important, I believe. Uh, and we began parsing it, and everybody, you know, everybody says things a little bit different way, uh, and it became a several months. Uh, proposition and then we put it away and we brought it back up again um, a few months ago and we finished it up. So the leadership team has approved these. I understand there's different ways they can be said, but unless there's something that's significant and, and you think is a problem, uh, I would appreciate uh, just letting the language stand as is. We do have two corrections, which I appreciate so much. A couple of you found um, and that's on page 17 and it was referencing um, two different things. So instead of in, in under uh, letter C, section two point oh one R, it should be two point oh one S. And then the next one, right th- right behind it, section two point oh one W should be should be two point oh one X. So that's amazing that there were two that we found, and uh, I'm, there may be more, but I I don't know if, if there are. So. Having said all of that, and with much fear and trembling, uh, I, I ask for someone who is a member to make a motion that we approve, and then we'll take a second. Then we'll have any discussion that you want to have. Okay, Chuck Seeler, would, uh, Julie, would you write that? And, and Linda uh, seconds it. Okay. All right. Now, any questions you have about it? I was afraid you were going to come back and take her flowers away from her. <laughs> Thank you so much. All those in favor, say "Amen." Yeah. And opposed. God bless you all. Isn't that wonderful? Such. You know what? Uh, I love you guys. I really do. Thank you for your confidence in our leadership team. Uh, several things will be coming up. One of the main things that we changed with sexual, human sexuality with marriage uh, needed to be updated. Also, California requires. Um, trustees for a corporation, a nonprofit corporation. We didn't have that in the old documents. And so so we just did some updating and upgrading and kind of modernizing that. So thank you so much. All right. What what's that, Rach? Oh, there are copies. Yeah. On the back table. Also on that table, are there some blue plastic bags there? Yeah. With and for those of you that, that prayed to ask Christ to be your savior, uh, I am so happy for you. And would you please take one of those Blue bags. Nobody will stop you and say, "What are you doing?" Uh, that's what the, they're for you. And there's some literature in there. And, and if we can be of any help, we'd be glad to. Uh, so let's uh, let's stand together and we'll sing, and that'll be the con- close, the closing of the, of the yes. service today. So yes. kind of different today. All right. God bless you. Thank you for being here. I
2: hear the, I hear the Savior, Savior say, "Thy strength." Thy strength.
1: change the leper's spots and melt the heart of stone change